0: Welcome back to the Purple Haze Podcast, Episode Twenty Nine. Here I am, your host, as always, Josh Bass, along with your other host, Jake Bass, my little brother, Jake. How you feeling, man? This is uh, this is what I I dubbed Depression Week. This is uh, not the week you want to have this early in the season, um, and uh, you know, coming off the loss to Navy, a game that we really should have won, um, put a damper on things. But we'll get into that in a bit. But how are you feeling overall? I know it can't be great.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's a you know I think Depression Week is a good term uh, for the week that we're having right now. Um, I was pretty bummed on the last episode about having to miss the Navy game. I had a wedding. If you guys didn't listen to the last episode, um, that I had to go to in Charlotte this past weekend, but it looks like I picked a good game to miss. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it, like you said, it sucks, and we'll, we'll get into all of it. Um, I would just want to preface it before we get started, and I'll talk about it more um just let you guys know the sky's not falling uh the season's not over but it it definitely does suck
0: yeah and i mean it's true you know the season's not over there's still a lot of good football and and the good thing about football is that um it is extremely uh you know the the feelings that you get from it based on how your team performs is extremely week to week so you know we can come out next week and and really put on a show against south florida and um you know, you, the, the fans won't forget about this one and, and won't look back on it and not be bummed or anything. It doesn't go away, but, um, you know, it's still early in the season, so we, there is still the opportunity for us to have a lot of good football left. But um, that being said, real quick, if you don't already, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, it's at Purple Haze Podcast, and on Twitter, it is at Purple Haze Pod. Um, go ahead and give us a follow there if you don't already. And uh, with that being said, let's just let's just dive right into it, Jake. Um, I'll let I'll let you take it away here. We had a, a pretty big announcement this week.
1: Yeah, huge announcement. Um, we got a huge basketball commitment from uh, Jordan Vick, who is, if you guys don't know, um, one of the most talented basketball high school basketball players um, in North Carolina. He's a four star. And he's, he's just insane. He, he's so talented. Um, he was a guy uh, – his 2024 20, um, commit, but he was a guy who was top on our list. He's a guy who you – when you're first starting recruiting those faraway classes, you're like, this is the number one guy I want to go after. Uh, seemed like a long shot, but Mike Schwartz came in and and clearly is already making huge strides in recruiting. He's the highest-rated player. I'm trying to pull up his um, – 24/7 rating right now, but um, I, th- I think I he's you.
0: he's a uh, he's a 89 on 24/7. His composite is a 93, 9361.
1: Uh, yeah, and and that puts him as the 116th best player in the country for his class. So um, obviously offers that commitment from,
0: offers from uh, just to just to throw it out while you're on there while we're going over his resume. Offers from Florida, Illinois, Pittsburgh, Vanderbilt, and Wake Forest. He chose to come to ECU with a new head coach.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that offer list will continue to grow. Obviously, um, you know, he's a 2024, so it's far away, and you, you do have a little bit of worry about keeping him. But the the fact that he committed this early, um, he's definitely at least super, super uh, interested in ECU. I know Igo said at this point he, he thinks there's an 80% chance that he comes to ECU, which is crazy. I mean, crazy. Obviously, you got to monitor it, but it's a good start to the class. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and uh, that, that's kind of where fans come in, man. Show this kid some love, um, you know, on uh, online. Um, that's a, we, we live in a time now where uh, the fan base can really affect recruiting uh, like they never could before. So, um, yeah, but Jordan Vick, man, stoked to have him, kid, uh, out of Bailey, North Carolina, Southern Nass High School. Um, like you said, um, he's a point guard, and he is extremely talented. And, and yeah, that, that offer list is going to keep expanding, but uh, you get an early early commit like this, um, you know, you, you like to think that, uh, you know, he's buying in. It's not like we were his first big offer, you know, so, um, regardless, that is good news on the week. Um, so during depression week, we were gifted with some good news. They're not all, they're not all going to be like this. We're not always going to land a, the highest freaking recruit in basketball history the week after a tough loss of football. So, um, definitely something to, to smile about if you're an ECU faithful, um, Moving on to the next uh, kind of order of business here or or topic from this week, ECU released um, their throwback uniforms. And, I mean, Jake, give give me your opinion on them. I I tweeted this from our account without even checking to see if if you agreed like we always do. Uh, In my opinion, they are the best uniforms by far that ECU will ever wear, and I don't say that lightly because ECU's uniforms have been fantastic for a long time.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like you said, I think, you know, you know, I can definitely be biased, but I think we have some of the best uniforms in college football, just the color scheme and everything. Uh, but this uniform, you know, the throwback uniforms taking, taking different things from, you know, different decades of ECU football. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Um, they're awesome. They're so awesome. I mean, even down to the pirate script on the helmet, um, and it's just sick man i love it and i love the i love those old style stripes going down the center of a helmet <laughs> it makes me feel like um I feel like i'm in the 90s
0: yeah i know go go on um you know go on ecus twitter page or, or i don't know if they have the the breakdown on instagram they probably do of um all the little kind of tidbits um on the uniform that uh, you know represent different decades in pirate football, but it is they are sick, man. And I, before anybody even says it, don't don't give us crap about the white helmets. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Have, I'm like Mike we're so not, We can wear practice uniforms. It, dude. Come on. You're talking about yeah, curses. Not, come on. We're
1: not losing. We're not losing because we're wearing a white helmet. Yeah, we're losing. yeah. We'll we're get losing.
0: into why we lost the navy game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. get into that. We'll we'll break it down for you. And I promise you, white helmets is not on the list. The uniforms look fantastic. The white out was cool. Um, we just lost the game, but yep. Go check out those uniforms. If you haven't already, um, they are absolutely sick. I I'm looking to try and see the guy, it, you know, it's the guy who, who designs, um, you know, all this stuff and, and uh, uniforms for ECU, uh, will tread tread away, tread away, tread away. Um,
1: I think he, he's, yep. a, he, yeah, he won the, the contest.
0: He, he won a design contest. That's right. That's right. I think he's put out some designs for ECU that weren't official, just like, uh, concepts before um, but yeah he won the design contest and uh, um, good job to whoever was picking the winner from that contest because he picked the right one this kid's this kid's design is sick so go check that out for sure um, but yeah let's move on to what we've been kind of putting off and um, talk about the Navy game and uh, came in as heavy favorites I believe it was 16 and a half point favorites against Navy uh, playing at home um, Navy has w- had won the previous four contests in Dowdy Ficklin stadium against the Pirates. Uh, last year, ECU defeated Navy in that spectacular finish at Navy with a 54 yard field goal from Owen Daffer as the clock ran out. Um, this year, um, not quite the finish we expected, kind of the opposite of what happened last year. Uh, final score is 23 to 20, um, ECU lost in double overtime. And, um, Man, it was just rough. It was just rough. I mean, I, the, the biggest points that everybody's going to harp on and that we're going to harp on too um, is the offensive play calling seemed to be really especially unimaginative, um, stubborn, and um, just bad from Donny Kirkpatrick, to be completely honest with you. Um, and that, I, I believe, is what, is, is what really led to us uh, losing this game in a game that really shouldn't have even been close.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you said, um, you know, there were a few things that went into this loss, uh, but I think number one, it started with the play calling on offense. Just the, the same thing over and over and over again when it wasn't working. Um, I couldn't watch the first half too in depth, uh, so I'll need Josh's input on that. I was at the wedding, um, and it was going on while the first half was going on. Uh, during the second – I watched some of the first half, and then the second half I watched the whole – at the reception at my table. Um, Didn't get up, just watched the game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, from what I saw in the second half and the bits and pieces in the first half, it seemed like every first down we'd do a halfback dive to the left side for negative two yards, and we'd have to be playing from behind. Holton would have to try to do something, and it, it was on a night where Holton didn't have his stuff. Uh, so that combo was just – you know, it made, it made for a really – really rough night for us on offense
0: yeah and you know it was interesting because it was a uh, it was a game where we were dominant in, in ways that you you feel like if we, coming into the game if we knew we were going to be dominant in that there's no way we could lose uh, defense dominated I thought they played absolutely fantastic Navy had three points going into the fourth quarter um, and uh, we the the in in regulation, Um, the offense had performed well through the air statistically. Um, I don't, obviously I, I know from, from watching, especially the first half that that wasn't entirely the case. Um, there was obviously, if you, if you look back, um, on the numbers, Holton finished with 267 yards passing and two touchdowns in regulation, um, but one of them was a 67-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Winstead that, in my opinion, wasn't even a good decision with the ball. That route almost got jumped and turned into a pick six. Um, it just got to Winstead right beforehand. Um, if you're facing a more athletic defensive back, that probably is a pick six. I don't think it was a good decision, uh, but Winstead made a nice play on it and turned upfield and turned on the Jets and really – that that was all Winstead, in my opinion, and a little bit of luck. Um, outside of that, ECU really only had the one drive where they drove down the field and ended with a um, – 15 yard touchdown to Ryan Jones, which if um, I don't remember what da- I, I wish I could remember what I don't have the play by play pulled up, but even that wasn't the cleanest drive offensively. Um, but I will say in general, if you told me that Holton would have 267 uh, yards and two touchdowns uh, through the air um, and that we would hold them to three points in the first three quarters of regulation that um, oh yeah, we you know this is the game I expected. This is the game we kind of predicted. ECU's going to come out with a fairly dominant victory, um, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Um, is there before before we kind of get into the bad, Jake? Is there any other any other good you want to go into? Maybe a specific with a defensive guy. I mean, I know Chance Bates had like eleven tackles or something like that. The linebackers played really really well, um, which you you need. I mean that that's clearly. Um, Blake Harrell has been doing a good job because in the past, our linebackers are the reason we've gotten absolutely toasted by Navy, um, but they played really well and, uh, had a lot of tackles and really didn't give up big plays in the run game at all. Um, Navy only, Navy ran for 191 yards total. Um, but which sounds like an insane amount, but they ran the ball 66 times. So. (laughs) <laughs> that's only good for 2.9 yards of carry. So, uh, you know, you got to win that game. You got to win that game. But before we get into the bad, is there any other any other good that maybe I'm missing here, Jake? I mean, Isaiah Winston had a great game.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, not really. Um, I was just going to say like you said, I wanted to give a shout out to the linebackers. I thought they played a really good game, especially Chance Bates. And honestly,
0: the um, whole defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, the defense as a whole. Uh, but I really wanted to just note how well like our transfers played in this game. Um, you know, it's tough playing Navy, especially on the defensive end. But you mentioned Winstead, who just continues to be amazing week in and week out. But, you know, Chance Bates, Jack Powers, and Chandra Rims all played a lot of meaningful snaps in this game and and were some of our best players on defense, really giving us a chance to win. So, um, just big shout out to all the transfers. And, I mean, Jalen Johnson on offense, too. He's, he said he didn't, you know, only three catches, 36 yards. But just the way the transfers have come in and, and, and played, especially this past game.
0: Yeah, um, now let's let's get into the bad, uh, which is I'm sure what you guys have been waiting for. Uh, this is where we failed, um, and uh, I'll start on, on first down. Uh, we were absolutely terrible on first downs in this game, Um every single every single first down essentially and everybody knows this you've heard it a thousand times up to this point um, seemed to be a forced run play that wasn't working for whatever reason um, our offensive line has not been able to really efficient efficiently figure out the run block um, this season which is weird because the pass block has been the pass blocking has been really good I mean outside of the old Dominion first half, which they were just completely all over the place. And Old Dominion was throwing a lot of different blitzes at the old line and kind of trying to take advantage of the lack of cohesion on that unit. Um, Their run blocking hasn't been good all year, to be honest. I mean, I know we put up numbers against Campbell, but it's Campbell. You don't get credit for that. Um, And, you know, they weren't good against Old Dominion. They weren't good against State, certainly, and they were really bad against Navy. Uh, Guys getting hit in the backfield constantly. Rajay actually had a solid game. Uh, ran for 75 yards on 15 carries is good for a five yard per carry average. And that was really with no space. So, you know, I know he had a, a, (laughs) most of it came off a 41 yard carry um, right off the bat, which was a really, really nice run from Rajay. But outside of that, the run game was essentially, essentially useless. Um, And I don't believe that that was even on the, on a scoring drive. So um the that that's an that's an area where we were bad, but especially on on first downs. Donnie seemed to be completely um, stubborn in the fact that he was going to run the ball. He was going to force that run game to work. And you know maybe if that's the game plan for the first quarter, shoot, maybe even the first half. But you can't you can't have three points against Navy at halftime. We talk about how bad of an idea it is to waste possessions, and you can't just be wasting plays. I'm not saying abandon the run game but, but I, I don't understand the lack of creativity and I don't understand the stubbornness on first down to feel like you need to force that over and over and over again and constantly put our offense in a bad position when it's not working. At a certain point, you have to say, okay, you know, this was part of the game plan. This failed that we know what we need to work on this week, but let's get a win. And I don't think that Donnie did that. Um, and, and I don't think this offense did that. And that's not just Donnie. I mean, Mike Houston's a fault for that too. He's the head coach of the team. So um, I, I think that you know, we'll start with with that, but first down in um, the lack of run game was, was, you know, two things that were really, really bad. I thought, um, and, and a lot of that does come down to to coaching. You know, I know we also talked about the offensive line, but uh, you know, even more so coaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you said, um, Rajay did have that big run in the beginning. I believe at the end of the first half, he had six rushes for like fifty-one yards. Um, then he finished with 15 for 75. So, um, yeah, I was really just watching pretty dumbfounded, um, as to why we were, you know, doing the same thing over and over again when it clearly wasn't working.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. I don't really know. You know, I, I just hope that I hope that Houston's acknowledging it, you know, in, in their coaching meetings this week. Um, with Donny Kirk Factory because um, it, it just wasn't good. I mean, anybody could – any fan could watch that and tell, um, you know, you knew what we were getting ready to do. We were extremely predictable and it was a like maybe whether the talent's not there, which I don't believe they're a very talented team, to be completely honest with you this year. Uh, you know they're going to be disciplined and you know their coaching is good and they're going to be able to recognize patterns and adjust and, um, you know – they didn't even really have to adjust because they came out ready for what we were going to do, stopped it. And then we just kept doing it. So they just kept stopping it and and that's kind of how it went. But um, another, another area where we were really bad uh, was in the penalties. Um, Again, you know, Navy's going to be disciplined, but um, I think we had almost 70 yards in penalties. Let me pull this, this um, or no. Okay. No, never mind. We had six penalties, but it was for 45 yards. Um, and a lot of them were really untimely. So, um, also that really, really bad targeting ball that got Elijah Morris kicked out of the game. Luckily, he was in the first half, so he's not out. I don't believe – that's correct, right, Jake? Isn't it yeah, he, he out, can out.
1: he can play. Okay,
0: which is good. But, um, you know, and then it sucks that he went out, but the defensive line was still fine. They're deep. They're, you know, that's not an excuse. I don't – you know, I, I didn't even really mention it outside of when it happened that it was a bad call. After the fact, because it's not really worth mentioning. I mean, we are the reason that we lost, um, and that's kind of the worst thing. Um, I what do you, do you feel like? I mean, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to peg something like that. You don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't really know um, who's being held accountable for what. But you, Jake. I mean, you got to think that that Mike Houston is. I really, really hope that we come out um, with a more diverse playbook against South Florida. But I don't know that Donnie Kirkpatrick really has that in his locker.
1: Yeah, I don't know that he has that either. Um, we, I mean, we've, you know, we've opened up against a couple of teams and we've scored big on a few teams. But, um, you know, it's been few and far between. Not, Not that we can't score. I mean, we put up. What was it, thirty-nine or forty-one against Old Dominion? But, um, like you said, uh, I just I don't know if we, if if Donnie really has it in him to open up the playbook and really go away from what what he's been doing here for the past few years, which it which just does not work consistently enough.
0: Yeah. We'll see how the season plays out. You don't want to overreact early, but I, I know that this is, you know, the state game was really close, but obviously you're playing a really, really good state team. They haven't lost this year. And I, I think they might be ranked like 10th in the nation right now. Um, so it, it can go kind of unnoticed, but, and then we won our next two games by a ton, but I, I'm not going to lie. And especially in the first half um, uh, of every game, the, the offense has just looked not good. And, uh, I, I think uh, the talents there, I, and I, I, you know, we know the talents there, um, and I, I think at a certain point the coaches got to kind of look inward and and figure out what's going on. And if if Donnie doesn't have it, which you know, I've we've been kind of even on Donnie. I me, me and Jake, neither one of us has loved Donnie Kirkpatrick. I've I know I've been on record saying it could be a lot worse, and it could be a lot worse. I still stand with that, but I also know it could be a lot better. And um, you know, I don't know that you want to be content if you're Mike Houston with the talent that this roster has um, and, and that uh, a roster that's talented enough to win the conference. If you're going to be okay with just, um, you know, having a, a vanilla offense, offensive playbook at least. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I, you know, I don't, obviously I would be absolutely shocked if anything happened before the off season. Um, so we'll, we'll just hang tight and see on that. But um, you know, I hope those discussions are at least happening. Um, And I don't think that necessarily anything should happen before the offseason. I don't know that it would be good, but um, we'll see how the season plays out, uh, plays out there. Um, As far as this loss, man, the the implications on our season, I mean, it's not great. You know, it's certainly not great. This is the first conference uh, game of the year, and it was against one of the more beatable teams, an extremely beatable team. This is a team that lost to Delaware, so an extremely beatable team in Navy. Um, I do think Navy will go on and win more games this year. I don't think they we're going to be like one of their only win or two, you know, one or two wins this year. But um, that still is not really an excuse. And now you look ahead, we got South Florida. Yep, we should we should roll South Florida. But you got to wonder how a team's going to respond after a devastating loss like this. And then, um, you know, we've got Tulane, which looks like it's going to be a tough game. I know they lost; it was um, to Southern Miss this week, which was a bad loss too. Um, so we'll see how they play uh, this upcoming week. And then we got Memphis, Sa- Central Florida, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. I mean, that's the murderer's row. So you kind of really gave up a, a game you couldn't afford to give up. The season's not over. You only got two losses, but you're looking at a team that's really got to kind of turn it around and, and gave away their um, come and don't show up game uh, early on. Now you, you really have to um, be impressive down the stretch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was texting Josh, um, earlier this week, I guess yesterday actually. And I told him, I was like, you know, the season's not over, but we've made it a lot harder on ourselves, uh, to, to hit the goals uh, that we have, which, you know, realistically at the beginning of the season, and and there's still a possibility now, uh, obviously not as high, but, you know, looking, you know, potential conference championship, 10 win season. Um, those are still in play, especially a 10 win season with a bowl game and everything. But, um, you know, we, we we like Josh said, picked a bad time to lay an egg <laughs> against a team that that when you're you know you don't have any sure wins, especially when we've struggled with Navy in the past. But you definitely looked at that game as one that you you know you shouldn't let go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a couple quick, you know, tidbits before we put Navy in the book and and just move on. Um, two things really. One, I want to say I they've got to they've got to figure it out at the kicker position. Me and Jake both. Uh, really liked Owen Daffer. I know he was special teams player of the year last year. Last year was his freshman year too, um, but it wasn't without imperfections early on. I mean, um, you know, he was good down the stretch, which is gives you hope for a freshman kicker, but now he he has not been good this year. Um, I know he was, he had kind of straightened it out last week against Campbell and then early in this game against Navy. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he made his extra points, even though granted it was only two and he, you know, he made the field goal in the, in the um, first quarter, but it was a 19 yarder. Um, You got to wonder, you know, how many, how many games, and look, this game was not game one. Yes. It was special teams cost us that game as a whole, this one, special teams not cost us this game. The offense cost us this game. Um, But Jake, you got to wonder if, if there's, there's going to be some talks internally about maybe giving somebody else a shot, because I understand the two, big misses he's made were in untimely um situations you know or not well yeah untimely situations obviously but also you know tough situations um for a kicker but that's also his job and uh you gotta you know wonder at a certain point if if mike houston and and um this coaching staff is is gonna think about looking elsewhere
1: yeah and you know I'm as lenient as anyone on kickers just because I was one and I know how difficult it is. Um, and especially I know when Daffer's miss against state, that was a long field goal, huge crowd, a lot going on, just missed extra point, which wasn't his fault uh, beforehand. Um, and I know this one was a little bit longer as well, but definitely within his range. And like you said, this is his job. This is what he's here to do. Um, you know, you just can't miss those, you know, but uh, like you said, Owen Daffer is not the reason we lost this game. Um, but he's definitely not playing his best football right now or even close to it. And it's something that he's got to figure out. I mean, I think, I think we, we know how talented he is. We saw it last year, but it's, it's something that, uh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't figure it out, I think, yeah, I I think we definitely will potentially see other guys just get a shot. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Obviously, um, you know, Houston likes him the best at all. The kickers right now is, you know, he's still playing, but, um, and I know kicking is really mental, but he's, he's got to get that sorted out. You got to make those kicks.
0: Yeah. And last thing I want to touch on, then we can move on, uh, is Holton. And this is my opinion, Jake, I'll let you share yours of whether you agree or not, but, um, with Holton, and, and we've said this Holton really is a dynamic player. I mean, he is a really good quarterback. Um, but that's only if he's playing to his strengths. And, and there was some, not only some poor decisions that he made. Obviously, at the end of the game, that decision to throw and the throw that he made was horrible. Um, that sent it over time where he had seemingly 15 yards of space to run in front of him. Um, but, but additionally, throughout the game and, and throughout the season, there's been a lot of times where he's rolling out, he's been forced out of the pocket, and, and he's got room to run. And that's part of what he is. Not every quarterback is gifted with that. That's part of why – um he's been our quarterback for so long it's his running ability and um you know a lot of times he seemed to not really turn it on until later in the year turn in turn on that gear to where he's like okay i'm going to this is in my hands i'm going to go get this first down um it's happened a lot this year and i i I don't know if that's somebody in his ear uh telling him uh, from what mike houston said that uh, it's not the case um you know they've given him free reign to make the decisions he wants to do with the ball and um you know, Holton has got got to understand that he needs to play physical. He needs to use his side net, size and athleticism to his strength and and run the ball when the lanes are there, man. Because it, in in college football, it's tough. I know we've got big receivers, but it's tough. You can't throw the ball um, in, in a time like like he did at the end of the game in the double triple coverage when you have that much room to run in front of you. You've got you've got to be willing to take it. He's a big guy. He can take the hits. Um, and, and I just want to see him do it. I don't know if it's you know early, early on. I know he had the dislocated shoulder on a run against State. I don't know if that's maybe attributed to it, him not wanting to run as much. I don't know, That's speculation. But um, that's like I said, that's part of what makes Holton when he's playing elite football. That's that's a big reason. It's been a big reason. Um, you know, you think back to to games where he took over last year, like the Marsh, like the Marshall game, like the Memphis game. Um, where he really started using his legs and, and taking over games. And I haven't – I've seen Holton play well this year. I don't think he's played bad. I don't think he had a bad game against Navy. I don't think he had a good game either. But I don't think – I think you're you are seeing Holton Ayler's light when you're seeing him um, s- s- try and, and, and force things from the pocket when they're not there or try and force balls on the rollout when they're not there and, and not using his legs. I think he's really taking a, a big part of his um, – part of his game away
1: yeah I, com- I completely agree um i i think you hit the nail on the head um you know when when holton's running the ball confidently making defenses um fig- try to figure out what he's doing running rpos um he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in, in the uh, conference um and he just hasn't been doing that really this year to to the abilities that we know he can um and, it, and it, I won't say it makes him one dimensional. Like you said, I still think Holt Naylor is playing good football, um, but we know that he can be great. And you know, if he's not going to run, we're just not going to be able to see, um, see the height that, that he can reach this year. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I I'd, I'd love to see Holton run the ball more. You know, we've been talking about that dating all the way to when we started the podcast last year. I mean, when, when Holton's running our offense is dynamic, um, and and right now we're just really not dynamic at all. Not 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 that we've had a bad. I mean, last game was a bad offense. Um, State we had some success on offense, and then the, the two games before this, um, it's we, really we did been well all on offense. Half. But yeah, well, yeah, that too. But um, yeah, we, we'd be so much more dynamic and explosive if, if Holton was you know running the ball for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I really hope that that's something he's he does like he has in the past to. Um, you know about the midway point in the season because we're going to need that. Um, that that's really the difference maker in games like this, where uh, the offense is flat, maybe the play calling's not there. You got a kid with the star power that Holton has, and um, you know, you just you just really say, look, not we haven't really done what we needed to do to win this game. Things haven't fallen our way, but we got the ball with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you know you're you're on a first or second down or whatever it was at, at midfield. You've got 15 yards of space in front of you, and you're going to force the ball into triple coverage and throw throw a bad interception. That's just that's just not you know he, he's here because he's a leader and we trust him to make the right decisions. He, he's got to be better with that. Um, but nonetheless, beating a dead horse there, we'll move on. Um, moving on to to South Florida, we got South Florida this week. Game got moved and the time got moved, so it's still Saturday. Um, hurricane. Is it Ian? I don't, don't, I'm horrible with the hurricane name, but everybody knows that big hurricanes coming in this weekend. Um, it's going to hit Florida. I don't know that they moved the game far enough, Jake. So I'm still not super optimistic about this. Um, as much as I hate to say it, but they moved the game from, uh, South Florida's stadium to, um, Boca Raton, which again, I don't know that they moved it far enough. I didn't think they were going to come to Greenville. Obviously it's always a possibility. I know a lot of people were, Um, you know, given predictions that it was going to move to Greenville or whatever, we didn't really say anything because it's just one, nobody knows, but two, like I, it just logistically, that would seem, uh, that would seem far fetched for the game to move from South Florida all the way to Greenville week of, um, but I didn't think that they would necessarily keep it in Florida. I know Boca Raton's not in the same hurricane alley that, um, what is it? Tampa is where South Florida is. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me, but I thought it was interesting, um, that they didn't move that game that far, but nonetheless, we got the depth chart came out. I think it was today. might've been yesterday, either way, same depth chart. Um, we touched on the kicking, uh, obviously, um, you know, being a problem, nothing's changing this week. Owen is still the kicker, You know, starting kicker on the depth chart. Uh, There's really no changes. One thing uh, of note on the depth chart, I would say, is that Bailey Malvick's still not in, which is is really a crusher. Um, It feels like Justin Red has done a solid job filling in. Like I said, the pass blocking has been phenomenal this year. Um, But Bailey Malvick's um, not there, and you would like to see him. um, Would like to see him back. Obviously, he's dealing with personal stuff with his family, so uh, prayers go out to him. And and that's bigger than football, but. Um, nonetheless it it is still newsworthy that he is not listed on the depth chart this week and um, you know we're going to play South Florida who has not been good on the year South Florida has struggled uh, tremendously to start this season Uh, they got uh, uh, is it Jerry or Gary Bohannon Gary 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 okay Gary Bohannon uh, quarterback the Baylor transfer he's a talented kid but they it just hasn't worked I don't think they're a very good team and he hasn't been um, very good to start the year they got blown out by BYU no shame in that BYU is a very good team blew out Howard that's nothing um, played a close game with Florida so I was interested to see how that translated I do not believe Florida is a good team um, but they are an SEC team so we know they have good players um they're an SEC team you know that that obviously gets big big time recruits as well not you know they're not Vanderbilt but um they played Louisville and lost 41 to 3 last week and I don't think Louisville is a very good team either. So, um, this is a team that ECU has to beat, and I would I would say has to beat handily. Um, we'll see how we respond coming off of this loss. But Jake, what are some kind of um, opening thoughts? How do you think the team will kind of move on from last week going into the, the South Florida game?
1: I think the team will definitely be ready for this game. Um, you know, I, I'm in the camp where I believe last week. Was bad. I think we played bad, but I don't think that's indicative of you know the talent that we have on this team. Uh, I think we just had a bad week. Um, so I I think Houston has been through enough, and these guys have been through enough together, uh, where they know that you know stuff like this happens. But we we still have goals that are attainable uh, for this team, and and I don't think they're going to let one bad loss in the beginning of the season get in the way. Um, like you said, I don't think South Florida's a very talented team. That Gary Bohannon does have talent. Watched him a lot last year, um, just because our brother went to Baylor, so um, watched most Baylor games. And he and he is a good quarterback, but it like Josh said, just has not worked out at all um, with South Florida so far this year. Um, he hasn't even thrown a touchdown pass yet. He's only ran for one. Um, he's thrown six picks. So. Yeah, they, they, they just – South Florida doesn't have too much going for them. This should be a game. I know on the podcast last week I reported by myself and I, I said that, you know, I, I thought we were going to beat Navy pretty bad. Um, and, but I said I wouldn't be confident to put money on it um, just the way Navy's played us in the past. But I, I would definitely, if I was a betting man, put money on this game. We should win this game. We should cover um, – I believe it's nine and a half points. I, I, I We definitely should win by more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I agree. I, I think that, uh, I honestly, I think more so than the guys being ready and bouncing back from that loss, I think they will. I think the culture Mike Houston's build has been fantastic. I really am looking for the coaching and specifically the play calling for Donnie Kirkpatrick to see, um, how, how that changes because you know, South Florida is going to come out and try and, um, defensively copy what Navy did. Why wouldn't they Navy did it? And it worked really the whole game. And then we scored 14 points in the, in the fourth quarter, but, um, you know, we we talked about how one of those touchdowns was really uh we we were fortunate for that to end in completion. Isaiah Winstead, let alone him turning it around, scoring like a sixty yard touchdown. So, um, I think that I think that this is absolutely a game we should win. Um, some stats on the year team stats: uh, ECU's averaging thirty two points a game, South Florida averaging twenty three and a half, um, and they're allowing thirty five and a half points a game, and we're only allowing eighteen. That's that's one thing that I think that we're gonna have going for us the whole year. It's a defense just being a constant. To this point, they've been fantastic, and and I think they'll continue to be fantastic. Um, total yards a game, we're we're averaging four hundred sixty four. They're averaging three hundred fifteen. Um, one hundred eighty seven yards rushing for us, one hundred sixty one yards rushing for them. So again, and I you know I know Gary Bohannon's a really good uh, a really good runner, so that certainly contributes. He's got one hundred thirty six yards rushing on the year, uh, contributing to that. Whereas um, you know, Holton, like we, we've talked about, hasn't been running like we want him to. But as far as, like, just the pure run game, um, it, it, out of the backfield, we, we dominate them. We absolutely dominate them in the past game. Um, and, and we dominate them defensively, just looking at the numbers this year um, coming into this game. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, how um, the coaching staff kind of reacts and, and adjusts from last week to this week to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. And they're really going to have to because now – You've given up your, your game on the year to uh, to just kind of blow. I mean, it was definitely a blowing game against Navy. Um, and uh, you, you can't do it now. You've got to win this because it, you lose this game, you're looking at a, a real chance of the um, train coming off the track on this season and derailing because we've got a tough, tough schedule ahead after this one. So got to go ahead and win um, some impact impact players for South Florida. Um, you know, they've got – a. Brian battle at running back he he, he actually has average eight and a half yards per carry on the year he's, he's got 300 yards uh, just under 300 yards rushing um, and has gotten into the end zone three t- three times so he he's certainly a solid running back um, Bohannon's a, a threat with his legs we saw that against um, against Old Dominion that their quarterback was able to have some success uh early on in the run game so we'll we'll look to see that if, if Gary tries to you know um, use that to his advantage because the passing game hasn't really been there at all this year. Um, receiving, they they rely heavily on Xavier Weaver, man. He, he's got 20 catches for 250 yards on the year, hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but um, behind him, the most receptions on their team is six for Mario Dollison. So their pass game has been an absolute shambles this season. And, uh, you know, I think that they're, I, th- I think they're still going to struggle against us. Um, the kicker hasn't, met, hasn't missed a field goal. So that's, that's one spot where I will say that, uh, we maybe haven't pointed out in the past for an impact player, but I'll say S- uh, Spencer Schrader, their kicker, 11 for 11 on the year. Um, oh, sorry. I'm looking at extra points. 11 for 11. He's three for five kicking field goals on the year, so it hasn't been fantastic. Um, granted, his misses, uh, he does have a 49 yarder this year, and his misses, uh, one was 50 plus and one was in the 40 to 49 range. So he hasn't been bad. Um, in, you know, defensively, we talked about their defensive struggles. So. Do um, you do you do you see anything that I'm not seeing from from South Florida that could present us with problems?
1: Not not really. Like you said, um, their run game is is definitely their strongest part, um, and and Gary Bohannon and is a dual threat quarterback uh, who who has some serious talent, but their wide receiver room is just not very good. Um, I think our D line is is going to be a bad matchup for them uh, for their O line and. Like you said, we've had a very good defense. They've had a bad offense. Um, yeah, I, I think you covered it. I don't I don't think there's too many I you know, without without bashing them too much, I don't think there's many more key players to highlight for South Florida.
0: Yeah, this is a should win game and, and look, we're not being cocky. We just got humbled last week. Um, and, and I don't I don't believe the Navy's a very talented team. I, I think they're a disciplined team, so they, they can make it tough on you any given week, but I don't think they're a talented team um and that doesn't mean that we're 100 percent locked in to win um just some numbers for our guys on the year holton got over a thousand yards i believe he's now the all-time leading uh pirate in in just total yards offensively is that correct yeah i believe so and uh, he's got nine nine passing touchdowns on the year um throwing three picks um he's also got 72 yards rushing college football does that stupid thing where they count stats against it so it should be a bit higher than that but again would like to see him running the ball more and he's got a touchdown there so he's at 10 touchdowns and three picks on the year he, he is having a good season despite the sour taste in our mouths we had from the finish of that game last week um rajay harris is um up to 198 yards on the season uh that average yards per carry is Crawling back up, he's at three and a half now, and he's been a, a touchdown vulture, um, which which is big for us with four touchdowns. And then Keith Mitchell obviously is, is off to an insane start again. He got hurt last week, he, he is back this week, he is playing, he's, he's healthy. Um, he got hurt last week, so his, his numbers took a bit of a shot. He was averaging over 100 a game now, he's at 386 um, with three touchdowns, uh, as well. And, and sorry, Rajay also has a receiving touchdown this season, too, so he's at five total touchdowns. And then Isaiah Winstead has is quickly become the number one receiver for Holden. He's got 400 yards. He got his first touchdown. Um, seems like C.J. Johnson and, and, and Jalen Johnson kind of take part in being um, the number two guy. They take turns. They both got 15 catches on the year, and C.J.'s at 223 yards. Jalen's at 188. And they've got three, three total touchdowns there, too. Um, and, and the tight ends are playing well with four total touchdowns between Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun. Obviously, you know the defense has been fantastic. So those are just some numbers for ECU to this point, four games into the season. Um, as far as how we match up, I think we match up really good defensively against their offense. Their offense has been struggling a lot, and I think defensively we have certainly played you know better offenses than the one that South Florida is going to present to us. But um, I think that's a, a good matchup for us. And I think we, we match up. Their defense has been rough this year, and I think offensively we have a, an opportunity to go out there and score a lot of points too. So I think overall – uh, against South Florida, you have a really good chance to have a comeback game and um, to kind of start building back up that momentum that they were starting to build with those two wins against Old Dominion and Campbell, um, which they're going to need going into the stretch uh, of the season after South Florida. So um, with that being said, Jake, what what's your prediction, man?
1: You know, I've struggled with this a little bit, um, and I, I'm trying my best. I'm not trying. I've I've made myself not overreact to the loss last week because I just don't believe that's the team that we are. Um, I think if we play Navy 10 times, we beat them nine. Um, They just caught us on a bad day. I don't think that's being naive. Um, I really think we're a really good football team, and I don't think South Florida is, especially with this game, still being played in Florida but not being played at home. Um, You know, like Josh said, there are some questions about our offensive play calling and how we'll come out uh, to this game. But – I I got us winning big. I this I think this might be a bold prediction. I think this is going to be the first game we don't allow a touchdown. I got us thirty-five to six.
0: Okay, thirty-five to six. Nice. I I uh, I, I can't argue with that. I do think it'll be a bounce-back game. I just th- at this point for me, ECU's first half offense is going to have to prove it to me before um, I put huge and not the thirty-five. That's not a huge number, but before I put huge offensive numbers on the board again because all our offense is coming in the second half. Um, and that's, that's not good, but we do have a lot of talent on the offensive side and they have been stellar in the second half of games. So, um, for me, I've, I've got it 30 to 14. Um, I, I just at this point have to project a a slow start. I think actually the game might be fairly close at at halftime. Um, with, um, South Florida, prob- honestly, probably getting both of their, their scores in the first half. Um, you know, maybe early on Gary Bohannon, his, his running ability, you know, kind of, you know, throw some curve balls at this ECU defense, um, you know, definitely haven't faced a quarterback with his rushing ability to this point on the season. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think it'll be probably a tight game, you know, maybe even 14, 14 at halftime. And then we, we kind of take it away later, but um, yeah, I got, I got 30 to 14.
1: Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um, like you said, uh, we've we've really been coming out struggling in the first half to score. Um, so yeah, I mean that 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 prediction is probably a little bit more realistic than mine. But I really just think, uh, I really just think we're you know USF's overmatched and they won't be able to hang. At least that's my hope.
0: Yeah, well, for the first time this year, and doesn't happen often. Me and Jake are somewhat kind of different. It's weird that like the most wild discrepancy and in picks is 35 to six versus 30 to 14, but that's, that's where we're at. We're usually pretty freaking close with our prediction. So that's what we got uh, both of us predicting a bounce back week for ECU get back on the right track. Um, you know, keep an eye on this game. It's two 30. We do have the hurt. It, it is still in Florida and we've got the hurricane rolling in, um, and, you know, but hopefully the game will be able to get in and, and uh, we'll be able to watch, watch football this Saturday. Um, so, so definitely tune into that. Um, and yeah, not, not really much else to say. Let's, let's get a bounce back week. Um, and, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far as always and, uh, go pirates.